WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch, you hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This <laughs> What the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. Welcome to the Racket here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. You're on Twitch and you have to have a Prime. Well, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little Prime for free. It is that simple. And did you know? Did you know, chat? It is sub- September. What? You can subscribe with a discount. Rock will tell you more about that in a minute. But if you want to subscribe the regular way, you can get money off the entire month of September, no matter what day you subscribe, as long as it's within the month. Just do the thing, and you'll get the discount. Uh, you can also follow the channel. You can hang out and chat, or you can listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the full-time troll, Sir Rockin'. Best in the world. Anyway, you tweet us at Wild Talk Radio at Lens Ward. Come to WildTalkRadio.com, RecordRadioShow.com, or Twitch.tv slash WTVLive. Because what are you talking about? Because we got things to talk about here tonight, and she mentioned September. Yes, if you subscribe during the month of September for one month, it is 20% off. 
for one month. I think it's 25% for three months, and it's 30% off if you do for six months. Savings is a thing. Because here we are. It's September because they like to do things on Twitch. Because... Why not? Reasons. Because they want your money, so give us your money. I don't know. It's all the things. We have our chat on the screen now? We do. At least on this window. In this window. Wow, we getting fancy up in this bitch. We're, we're fancy now. We, we, we're working on things. At least in this window, we're, we have chat. And when we do tier list, there'll be chat. Ooh, look at you. Getting all streamer in your streaming this. Touchdown lines. Hey. Tie game. Or about to be a tie game. About to be a tie game. Unless they go for the two point, which they could. Um, so we have to lead off with it. We have to talk about it. Um, it is the biggest news in wrestling this week. <laughs> and that is that after much trial, much tribulation, much difficulty on both sides, AEW has fired <clears throat> CM Punk with cause due to actions that occurred at All Out on over the weekend a week ago a week ago sunday and basically the story goes that jack perry made a comment about real glass and using real glass it goes back to the (laughs) fact real glass cry me a river that cm punk advised jack perry that using real glass is stupid and to maybe not do it which out of all the things we're about to discuss is the most responsible thing cm punk has done legit So, you know, Punk trying to be the veteran, trying to help the young guy, told Jack Perry. Now, we don't know if it was that nice or that polite, but basically told Jack Perry, hey, using real glass is kind of stupid. You're going to hurt yourself. Don't do it. Because, so, because CM Punk saw, thought he was using this as a way he, so, so that, um, he can, that Jack Perry can go on vacation with his girlfriend. So filming things in advance and getting injured or just, yeah, anyway. Anyway, his reasoning doesn't matter. He told Perry not to do it. So Perry, on the pay-per-view, goes, it's real glass, cry me a river. Basically, yes. Which, Perry's match was right before Punk's match. Yes. And so Perry comes backstage, and there's a lot of conflicting information about what happened, but there are a few constants in the fact that Punk was in the gorilla area, he's getting ready to go out, he walks up to Perry, and he goes, you got a problem with me? And an altercation occurs between the two in which Jack Perry was choked out and pie-faced by CM Punk, and then CM Punk then proceeds to either before the match or after the match, I'm not sure which, I don't remember, because again, conflicting, there's been a lot of stuff that's been flying, um, gets in Tony Khan's face, and is screaming and yelling at Tony Khan, he's saying he quits, saying he doesn't want to do the match, he's refusing to go out, um, that leaves AEW kind of scrambling, where they're trying to find somebody to replace Punk's match, nobody wants to do it, and so Joe has to calm Punk down and take Punk aside and basically convince him we need to do the match we need to go out there so joe kind of mediates between the two they go out they have the match punk comes back everybody smiles everybody's happy it's supposedly like nothing ever happened and they just move on well i wouldn't go that far punk was then sent home after his match yeah punk and perry were both told to leave the building um and not come back for that night and then he's, yeah, he was told to not come back. It's basically go home to the States. And then Punk was told to go home to the States and we'll figure it out from there. They were then both 
pending investigation suspended by All Elite Wrestling. At that point, an investigation took place which included having video footage of everything that happened, including monitors apparently falling on Tony Khan, the general manager, CEO, 17 other titles he has. Um, and he feared for his life, was the statement he used last Saturday when announcing it. He feared for his life based on the actions of CM Punk, which is one of the reasons why the committee to of conduct, whatever you want to call them, decided to give the recommendation to Tony Khan that on last Saturday, right before collision in Chicago, CM Punk's hometown, to fire CM Punk. Now, with all that, here's a list of things that had happened in the year. Before you do that, okay. the setup for this is CM Punk was not fired for exclusively the incident with Jack Perry. No. What happened in London was the straw that broke the proverbial ring apron. Yeah, it broke the camel's back, as, as it were, and it's like, going after your boss. That Yeah, that, that's, that, a, that's, that's why he was fired. That is why he was fired. But here, here's a list. Confronts William Regal, who was, for those who are wondering, William Regal is a professional wrestler who's been in both World Wrestling Entertainment and multiple other companies, and now worked for AEW at that point a year ago. Confronted William Regal, being a stooge for Triple H, who is now the, the boss in WWE. Threatens to hold up a, a pay-per-view with Hangman Page because he feared for his safety. I mean, that's a somewhat legitimate thing. But there was, there was no real reason to, to fear for it, but... Anyway, calls out Hangman Page on live television for with no intention of a program between the two. Sends legal letter to AEW regarding working with John Moxley in a Rocky-style feud and possibly being cleared. This was right before All Out last year. Verbally abuses management and anyone in his path at the All Out press conference. Physically abuses management in Brawl Out, which is the term used for the backstage confrontation about uh, that happened last year, which ended up with him being suspended and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega being suspended as well. From from Brawl Out, the door was kicked down. His dog, Larry's teeth, were knocked loose. Never confirmed. Ace Steel's wife was in danger. No, no one, anything like that. Cite Illinois' Castle Doctrine Law, apparently, whatever that may be. Post on Instagram calling Dave and Meltzer and Chris Jericho a liar and a stooge and Mox for having seen Rocky, apparently. Pokes around WWE to see if there's interest despite being under contract with AEW. That was the time he showed up um, in WWE backstage when they were in Chicago. More on that in a second. As he showed up as the house show, at the show before being asked to leave. Is pulled from the AEW collision announcement last minute, bef- last minute at the upfront due to CM Punk refusing to show up for the vignettes. And, you know, they were doing some last minute contract negotiation type things for Ace Steel at the time. Got Ace Steel his job back with back pay. More on him in a second. Return made some counterfeit bunk com- Bucks comments. Confronts Ryan Nemeth regarding a Twitter post, which was Ryan Nemeth was reacting to comments made that CM Punk made on television and was told, don't respond to things I say on television. I'm the only one who can take shots. Does an ESPN interview that doesn't publish at all that was quoted sent Christopher Daniels home, who was the te- head of talent relations from his from Collision, which is the show CM Punk is on. Banned Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy from Collision because they are members of friends with the Young Bucks. Wants to get into the Blood and Guts match, which featured the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Tells Jungle Boy as he can't use real glass. Tries to get on Zoom calls with FTR and the Bucks because reasons. Sent Ryan Nemeth home from Collision because, again, he they, reasons. May or may have not wanted Hangman Page backstage because he was called into town to film videos there, but then they filmed him off-site 
you know, you you fly all in just to do something off-site that you could have done at a building. Yeah, that one made sense. Mm-hmm. Cut to post-show promo on Hangman Page about not moving action figures and, and saying all his stuff was, you know, taking shots. But then quickly apologized for that, apparently. Tried to arrange a meeting between himself and the Elite, but which they did not want. And then we had everything with Jungle Boy, the scuffle, lunging at Tony Khan, who made fear for his life, and then was fired with cause. These are just some of the things that were have been put out by CM, about CM Punk in the last year. It's a lot. Bear in mind that he was only employed by them for two years. He's, it's been two years, like two years to the day almost when he debuted. Like he made it two years and two weeks or something like that. And, and he, for the and, rest of the time he was injured. Yeah, he missed nine months for injury. Like the William Regal stuff, he, he didn't shake, Regal refused to, he didn't want to, refuse to shake his hands. Like, God, because he thought Regal's a stooge or whatever. And it was only, the fact that all this was allowed to happen, it was, yeah, it was only when Punk went after Khan tells you that they may do running stuff. Yes, it does. It shows you yeah. the lack of leadership. It shows you that Tony Khan never really set the law. Like, he's, he's done something. He said, Sam Guevara home and Lindy Kingston home, but really didn't make it. He hasn't made an example of anyone because he fears he he's trying to make a, a, an environment where it's friendly and, and anything can have everything you know happy go lucky and everyone's just going to get along to get along. But it's professional wrestling, sports entertainment. People have egos. People who are going to have conflict. And he has created two locker rooms where he had basically split his shows because no one, not a lot of people wanted to work with CM Punk. Does CM Punk have a lot of fans? Yeah. Good lord. That is he as enemies at the stage. You can, yeah, you knew the inmates were running the asylum when Tony Khan brought Punk back after the last brawling incident and gave him his own TV show and split the roster and soft split the roster where it's, oh, it's not official, but it's official. Like you knew, you knew from that moment that Tony did not have control. And part of the reason that this had to happen was Tony had to establish dominance. He had no other choice because if he doesn't do it, right? Like he already kind of made himself look weak. He called, he had AW's stuff called into question because thanks for the follow. Um, he had AW's leadership called into question for brawl out, brawl in, brawl out, whatever the first one was. Brawl out. Because basically he just suspended everybody and that was that. And you never heard any, like, resolution beyond, well, the Bucks are going to be on one side of the arena and Punk's going to be on the other and we're just going to do our thing and that's it. Right? Yeah. So the the meeting that was supposedly set up, that CM Punk believed was set up, but the Elite wanted no part about it, was going to happen. Guess where? London. No. Chicago. Duluth, Georgia. God. Um, all the places to meet Duluth, Georgia. Because that's when they were doing the double taping. I mean, it makes sense, but, like... Tony Tony had like a little bit of deniability the first time because he wasn't present for the the incident. He didn't witness it. He didn't see it. So he could sort of like live in this happy world of denial that, oh, you know, punk and oh, you know, punk and the, the elite. Oh, no, this is overblown. No, no, this isn't what happened. Blah, 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 blah. We can just work this out. We can be friends. This is punk got up in Tony's face. Punk had to be, by all accounts, physically restrained from getting to Tony Khan. So when people are laughing at Tony for saying, oh, I was afraid for my life. When you have somebody who's a trained fighter getting up in your shit and threatening to like basically beat your ass and screaming at you. Yeah, you'd be a little afraid because if you look at Tony Khan, he's like, what, 150? Being generous, soaking wet, and by all accounts, he doesn't look like a fighter to me. He doesn't look like he can throw a punch. I don't know. I don't want to find out. But, like, 
when you compare Punk to Tony Khan, yeah, he had every right to be afraid for his life. That might be an exaggeration, but he had every right to be afraid. And the thing is, is because it happened to Tony, because it was right in front of everybody, because this got out, it makes AEW look like a laughing stock on what should have been the biggest weekend for them. All anybody could talk about is what Punk did. That was it. Nobody cared about the pay-per-view. Nobody cared about the fact that they had done Wembley and they'd done 80-something thousand people or whatever the attendance record was. That they set an attendance record. 81,303 paid people in the building. Nobody gives a flying fig about that because all they remember is CM Punk. And it makes Tony look weak as a boss. It makes him look weak in general, which is not what he wants. So it's he had when he says he has no choice, he literally had no choice because if he doesn't do it right, if he doesn't fire Punk for this, then that sends a message to every wrestler in the world, not just AEW, anybody that's thinking of coming to AEW, that you can just walk right over Tony Khan. You can he's just a fucking doormat with money. You can stomp all over him and he'll pay you to do it. And that's that's why he had to fire Punk. That's why he had to do it. He had no choice. He finally had to make a stand. That's it. He, he had no choice. He had to do it. So And it's and based on the list that Rock read out, I don't know how much of it is true, but it's there's a lot of shit that got excused because he's CM Punk, because he's popular, because he's a draw, because he brings in money. There's a lot of shit on that list that got excused. A lot of it. One note from all the things, Ace Steel, who was brought back, who was part of the brawling out incident last year with the biting and everything, he's been effectively released from the company again, even though he's got his job back next to CM Punk, and he was signed through 2024, September of 2024, he's been released. We all knew that one was coming. Which is unfortunate. Like, you hate to hear of anybody losing their job, but obviously Ace Steel being brought back is a concession to bring back Punk, because there was a lot of negotiations after the brawl at Ensign occurred, where they were trying to bring Punk back. Because the other side of this story is that Punk has been excessively vocal. Yeah. About the fact that he is not happy in AEW. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to work there. He he wants to get fired or he wants to quit. He wants out. And that's, I think, that's part of the story that people are ignoring. Is that Punk wanted out. So Punk was going to do whatever he had to do to get out. I'm not saying that he planned this. I'm not saying that this is intentional. But part of the behavioral problems could be that Punk was just trying to give them a reason to fire him. Give him a reason to get out of his contract because walking out on it was not going to be an option. I can promise you that there was probably a clause or there was something in his contract with AEW that prevented him from just walking out on it like he did with WWE. That he had to serve the end of his contract. Yeah. And so he was finding a way to get around that. And how do you find a loophole around something that prevents you from walking away? Get your ass fired. So, report came out that he wanted to return to WWE last year. That was the whole feeler thing we talked about when he was backstage. He was trying to search for a job, and he wanted to come back, be a part of the Royal Rumble, be eliminated in the Royal Rumble, and then main event night one against whoever eliminated him, in his mind, was going to be Kevin Owens. He was looking to come back because he just wanted to wrestle. Apparently, that's what he wanted to do, because he was sitting at home, injured, and he wanted to come back and work. So, how? So, the fact that he sat at home, he wanted to come back in January means he was healthy in January, and then Tony kept him out till June. 
says something if that's all to be true if that's true i want to i just want to talk now to everybody who's like oh cm punk should go to wwe no no he shouldn't there's a very clear track record of behavioral issues with AEW. there's an even clearer one with wwe everybody tends to forget like i mentioned before he walked out on his contract 10 years ago he got sick of everybody's shit and maybe rightfully so and he left he took his ball and he went home and he was gone for 10 years it's very apparent, especially in the two years that Punk was with AEW, mm-hmm. it's not a good environment for him. It's not a place where he can necessarily thrive. He is someone who ascribes to the old school way of doing things, to the old school mentality, whether that holds water in the year of our Lord 2023 or not. I don't know. Um, but he ascribes to that old school notion. And I don't think... I need to stop getting my mic. Um, I don't think AEW is a good place for him, and I think WWE will be worse. Because here's the thing. In a week, the merger closes. In a week, it will no longer be owned by the McMahons. It will be whatever UFC's owning company wants. Endeavor. Endeavor. It will be whatever the hell they want. And there will be radical changes that happen in WWE, and they aren't going to be willing to put up with that kind of bullshit from people. Where it's, well, it's my way or the highway. Okay, there's the door. Get the fuck out. They won't care. They will not care. And that's that's the thing. So it's not a good environment for Punk to go back to. If Punk wants to wrestle, that's fine. That's great. You do you. Go to NWA. Go to the Indies. Go to Japan. Impact wants them. Go to Impact. You know, go go somewhere where it's like where they will cater to your whims because that's what he ultimately wants. So he wants creative control. It's He wants to run the show. He wants to do it all. Whether he's justified in that or not, that's between him and himself. Yeah. But it's there is an ego at play where it's he thinks he is, pardon the pun, best in the world and that it should be done his way. So he needs to be in an environment where they'll let him do that. And the only place I can think where they will let him get away with that is someplace like the Indies or NWA or Impact or somewhere like that where they would be willing to put up with that. But WWE, no. Th- no. No, honey, no. They aren't. <laughs> Especially after what happened, no. No, 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 no. Unless there's like some level of protective clause in his contract that absolutely just penalizes the shit out of him if he acts up because here's the thing wwe's been sitting on the sidelines watching this whole shit go down they've been watching all of this just like the rest of us and you know you know if they go for him even if he's money that there's going to be behavioral causes out the wazoo so you never say never in wrestling especially in 2023 when last year we never we said oh cody's never leaving AEW. then a week later he left so you never say never. You thought Vince McMahon would never retire. Well, he did. Forcibly. He did. He forcibly. That was a forced one. I, yeah. You just never say never. I'm not saying never, but to me, it doesn't seem like he would be good in a WWE style environment. Like, AEW, AEW is not as strong in terms of leadership as wwe and with vince running the show yeah he'd be fine with punk coming back but he's not the one in grill anymore it's hunter it's hunter's shows mm-hmm. he's the one backstage he's the one doing everything him and nick Khan. and him and nick Khan. so it's and from what i hear they're being real wishy-washy on phil coming back so it's phil's gonna have to dance to hunter's tune not vince's hunter's again 
Best for business, never say never. Best for business, never say never. For me personally, I think there's a lot more going on here, and I wish people weren't pushing for him to go to another promotion, because to me, I feel like maybe he needs help. It seems like he has a lot of pent-up anger, a lot of pent-up frustration, just a lot of pent-up everything, and it doesn't seem like he's dealing with it in a healthy manner just based on how he's acted. And I don't know whether it's just he's purely reactionary or how he is, but if this is how he's going to behave, I wish he would maybe maybe get some anger management or some help or something. <sighs> Kevin Nash said the same thing, that he should get seek help. So I'll leave it at this because we're going to move on to other news. Um, Survivor Series mm-hmm. is in Chicago. No. <laughs> Just letting it, putting it out there. Survivor Series, Chicago. You're, you're not the first one I've seen that. Oh, I know. I know we're, you're, I know we're moving on, but I'm just going to say this. Where does he fit? How does he fit? Because in my mind, he doesn't. They will always find a place. They will always find a place, but at the expense of whom? You make him your Brock Lesnar type. He's there four times a year. Not there all the time. No, Judgment Day does not need to go under him. We do not need Nexus 2.0 again. You just you find a place. If if you believe you can put together some money matches, you do it. And before anyone starts, no, CM Punk should not be the one to defeat Roman Reigns. Oh God, no! That's no. I know we say never say never, but no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But yeah, we are going to leave CM Punk behind because we have other news to talk about. Sticking with A of the E of the W's, um, since Ace Steel has also been let go, unfortunately, it seems like Sunny Kiss is also no longer with the company. They didn't renew the contract, it feels like. That is what has happened, yes. Their contract was not renewed, and that's probably going to be a thing you're going to hear about a lot. So sad to see Sunny Kiss go. Um, Christian Craig did re-up his contract with AEW, so congratulations to him. So, and so, it- so there goes the rumors of him returning to WWE because reuniting with Edge, which means there's one more check in the column for Edge going to AEW. Tony Lane. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Based on what's happened, we'll see. If I'm um, if, based on what's happened, if I'm Edge, my price doubled. Yeah. <laughs> Tripled. Tripled. Um, and AEW Collision will air on a special day in November. It'll be on November 17th because they are holding a pay-per-view on that Saturday. So they can't have Collision and the pay-per-view on the same day. So they're just, instead of canceling Collision, oh no, you have your Collision. So they're putting it on the 17th. So which means... So all two of you that watch it. All two of you watch it. Means probably a rampage collision back to back night. Whether Yay. whether it's collision to into rampage or rampage into collision, who knows? Which means if it is collision into rampage, it means collision versus SmackDown. By the way, when I was streaming on last Saturday and all this shit went down, right? And I was sitting there streaming, and you guys were because it was before payback. You guys were talking about um like the reaction of the AEW crowd, right? And I was sitting there the whole time that I'm streaming, and I'm like, but the pay per view's not till tomorrow. Why? Why is AEW going live tonight? I completely forgot about Collision. So did everyone else. That's why 344,000 people watched this this past week. I completely forgot it was a thing. I completely forgot it existed. I was like, but they're not live tonight. I yeah, should, yeah, they were. I they should, were. I should say 472,000 people watched it at the start and 240-something thousand watched it at the end, so... <laughs> Ouch, that's a drop. That's a number that just went sinking down. I was got to pay a premium live event, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute. 
And college football. College football's back as well. Yes, I went to a football game. She did. They won. Although there was some sussy officiating. It's football. There always is. No, there was some really sussy ass officiating going on. I think I think the refs got paid off. Anyway, moving on to WWE. As we mentioned, the merger has been set to be completed on Tuesday. So we will be likely be doing a full segment on the show regarding the WWE merger and all the facts that come out regarding it. Um, so stay tuned for that next week, uh, cause we'll get all the information. But as of Tuesday, Endeavor will officially be able to get their hands in on around WWE. They'll begin sharing information. They'll begin bringing the companies together. That is, now that isn't to say that it will be a done deal. It will probably take about a year for the full merger to be completed, but all the government paperwork and the changing of money and all that other stuff will happen on Tuesday. They'll be under um, TKO on Tuesday. So look forward to that. And last but certainly not least, the Dudley Boys have signed Legends contracts with WWE, so congratulations to them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow and how Devon handles everything tomorrow. Because he's getting back in the ring for the first time in seven years after suffering a stroke for Impact 1000. Hopefully everything goes smoothly. Hopefully everything goes smoothly for him. But that's great they're under WWE Legends contracts. Which is oh, yeah. A, which means they're not going to take Tony's money. Anyway, we go to break. Mm-hmm. We go to break. So when we come back, we are going to be talking all about payback. So you'll see the rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we will be right back. Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. This just into the CB Radio News Desk. CB Radio is moving. Sources tell us that CB Radio is moving to a brand new start time. Wait a minute, sources tell you what? Sources tell us that CB Radio is moving to a new start time of 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Are these the same sources that said that Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't a bear? Confirmed. I don't know if we can trust it. Trust the sources, CB Radio is now going to be live every Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. on the Pacific. But what about midnightish? Still midnightish Atlantic time. That's a relief. We are still your only excuse to be home on a Saturday night just earlier. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Give a hell yeah! Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked, what? what they didn't like, what? and what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. Go, 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 Simpson. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night.
every Sunday night. The evolution continues with Wrestle Talk Radio, giving you all the latest happenings in sports entertainment. With the intern, the producer, the original Tim Stein, and sometimes, a Kate Sheep. It's WTR Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Did you know you can use Creator Code Rock and Sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R-O-C-K-N-S-O-C-K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. You think you know me. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar, a.k.a. Dwight Hendrickson from Haven, and you are listening to The Rack. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. And welcome back to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, directly on Twitch. Thank you so much for tuning in. We get it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available here for free for 30 days, all you have to do is hit the button down the screen and you subscribe for free. It is that simple. And did you know, y'all? Did you know? It's September. What? Which means that if you subscribe the regular way on Twitch, you get a discount. 20% off for your first month, six months for 30% off. Hey, so if you'd like to subscribe the regular way, you can save yourself a little money and do that. You can also follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, we are going to be doing WWE Payback, the recap. Finally, finally, we'll get someone get the recap of the show. Because I feel a little bad for the show because it got completely eclipsed by the CM Punk firing. Like, it just, it happened the same day. It happened last Saturday. Punk got fired last Saturday. Tony, and they dropped the announcement of, like, Punk getting fired that afternoon. Yeah. Right before payback. Like, they completely, bravo to Tony for completely stealing WWE Slender on it. But, yeah, it, it kind of got a little eclipsed just by everybody trying to find out what was going on with Punk um, last Saturday. But this was a good show. This was a very entertaining show. From start to finish, this was a very, very, very good show. And... I guess to my surprise, they opened with Becky and Trish. I'm not. It was a good spot for them. Um, because you didn't, they weren't going to main events, so if you're putting them midway through, it kind of would get lost in a shuffle. So putting it to start, again, we, we talk about it all the time. If you're not last, you should be first because you set the tone, and they set a tone for the night. Oh, God, they went for it. I mean, bravo to them. They went for it, and this went 20 minutes. 
for for Trish Stratus, who's never done a steel cage match, she's turning 48 in the, in the this year in a month. She went out there and delivered one hell of a performance with Becky Lynch. There were some nice callbacks to Victoria with the um, Widow's Peak. And then she did the little hair thing where she goes through her hair and everything like Victoria did. There were some nice throwbacks. Because um, it was like the first time Lita and, and um, Victoria were in a cage on Raw, so they did that. And there were a couple other things throughout the, the, the event where they just sort of played it up and, and made it a, a great match. And they did the, the superplex off the cage was awesome. There was a lot of great stuff in this one. They You saw afterwards, they post, both posted photos. They were bruised up. In a match where you can't have, where the girls don't do blood, they they beat on each other so viciously and with the cage and everything. They they were bruised. They, oh yeah, Trish, they, they Trish had a nasty mark on her face. They they paid for it, but and Becky's face was all messed up. Yeah, like this was a really good cage match, a really enjoyable match, and they delivered the finale of a feud. Like, they needed to. Like, many were worried that this match... Like, if this match wasn't on... This wasn't on SummerSlam, and I don't... Watching it through, it would have got overshadowed at SummerSlam with everything mm-hmm. that happened. So the Agreed. fact that we got it here and they were given a spot where they could deliver a performance, as you said, about 20 minutes, I'm I'm pretty good with that. I thought with Becky winning, now moving on to Tiffany Strand, who was backstage and did a little thing backstage where, where she's going to NXT, you know... She's about going to NXT, and she will be going to NXT next week when she faces uh, Tiffany Strand for the title this coming Tuesday on television. Um, I thought the right outcome, right decision. You had Zoe Stark get involved, but it did not work. It still Zoe Stark turn after the match. Yeah, she turned on Trish Stratus after the match. She was done thanking Trish, and uh, yeah. This was a great match. The conclusion is, I agree with that. It was the right conclusion. I mean, as much as I love Trish, right? We all love Trish. It doesn't make sense for Trish to get the win here. You need to put Becky over, especially since this has been a very lopsided feud in Trish's favor. She's had a lot of wins. She's had a lot of, like, just stuff that she's done in general. And so Becky needs to begin to rebuild momentum. Tiffany Stratton will be a great way to do that. Um, I'll be curious to see if they give Becky the title that she never got in NXT next week. We'll see. I don't think so, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, this was a wonderful, wonderful opener. It set a tone. I like that they went for it. I like that they were aggressive. I like that, frankly, they beat the shit out of each other, which you didn't, I guess, at least for me walking in, I didn't expect that because sometimes the girls are very tentative in a steel cage and sometimes they're not. And Be- Becky and Trish just both went, fuck it, let's go. And, and they, that's it. They had a point to prove, and they proved it. And it was very, very, very good. So your winner, by pinfall, Becky Lynch. Talking about fun segments, good moments, and John Cena. We had LA Knight taking on The Miz in a singles match, and the man that we all can't see came rolling out to start his WWE tenure for the next seven weeks. As he got involved in uh, Miz and Knight's feud. So he came out. He was the host of the evening for the show. The first time as a host. He said he wanted to make a special night. and be a special referee. He, Him and Miz got into it a little bit, which is why um, we had the thing on Monday where, where he fought the Invisible Man that you cannot see in John Cena. So they, they went back to old lines like the Teletubby reference and everything like that. But it ended up with Miz versus LA Knight, Cena the referee. Good, some good comedy then. The match was pretty good between LA Knight and Miz. I 
think it could have gone a little bit shorter, but LA Knight had to prove that he can work the main event long style, and that this was Miz's job to make sure he can work that that match and sort of deliver a longer match instead of a five to ten minute match. You had him go about 15, 16, 17 minutes, something like that. And it was like, yeah, this was the match he needed to have. You had Cena in, in, involved a little bit, and, you know, Miz getting in his face, LA Knight getting in his face, complaining, you know, all the, all the typical special ref stuff, but LA Knight hit the blunt force trauma, trauma and got the win. Right outcome again, Cena raised the hand of LA Knight, you know, giving him his flowers and sort of putting him over. Everything was right about that. Everything was right about that. Yeah, this was a great little segment. John is John Cena would pop up later in the night being doing his little host thing and his little bow tie and everything like that. But yeah, this was a very good use of Cena. You had him out there. You had the stare down between Cena and Knight, so you can set something up there for later. You've also been teasing stuff with Grayson Waller and Cena. So John... John's going to have friends that he can play with while he's back. He will. Which is good. Um, but yeah, this, LA Knight had something to prove in this, and I think he proved it. it. It had to be a proving ground for him because there's a lot of expectations on him right now. Because you, the WWE Universe, is cheering for LA Knight. Yeah, you want him to get over. Yeah, so he had to deliver. Yeah, and I think he did in this spot because you had to. Um, if he failed against the Miz, who is one of the cons- most consistent workers they have, the guy who does not injure anyone, never gets injured, and really never has a bad match, are they always great? No, but they're always good. Had a good match here. If it was a There's bad, nothing match. wrong consi- with consistency. No, and, that, and that's what you need, and that's why Miz is in the position he's in. So LA Knight, this is a perfect feud for LA Knight. And it's continuing as we saw on Raw. He's going. Miz is looking out for revenge. But this was a good start for the L.A. Knight movement. Miz is the gatekeeper to the to the main event. Yeah. If you can work with Miz, you can work with anybody. Indeed. Um, not to say that Miz is bad, but yeah. Miz is the guy to basically prove whether you can you can go up to that next level or not. It used to be Kane or Dolph Ziggler, now it's Miz. Now it's Miz. Moving on from there, Brent did not get the outcome he wanted in this. Um... Rey Mysterio took on Austin Theory for the WWE United States Championship, and the supposed tension that was in the LWO just did not exist. So he's two for two for failing in turns for that weekend, right? You know this, right? Yep. Because he predicted one uh, with uh, with uh, Nick Wayne. Didn't happen. Predicted Santos Escobar in this one. Did not happen. Ray kept his title. Everywhere there was still peace in the LWO. Apparently this... Uh, Ray wore the jacket um, when he when um, Dominic turned on him first time he worn it since then. So, oh my God, there's your conspiracy. He wore the jacket, so the turn's gonna happen. Didn't happen. Um, this is an okay match. I don't think it was anything really special to write home about. It was fine. It was good. It was Ray picked up the win. Um, I don't think there was any conspiracy with you know him wearing the jacket. But this was definitely the shortest match on the card. Wasn't this the one presented by Cinnamon Toast Crunch? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fine. It was, it's your midpoint match. But Ray picked up the win. The LWO separated. Brent was wrong. Celebrated, not so, separated. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, excuse me. Celebrated. They haven't separated. I, to me, personally, I think it's too early to split up the LWO. Too much merchandise. Don't split it. Too much merchandise. And plus, you're teasing the tension with the Judgment Day. You're going to potentially have a major faction split there in probably the next few months. So, you don't need to be doing two of them. If anything, you begin to position, which is what they're doing, the LWO to take over from the Judgment Day once the Judgment Day splits, just as the Judgment Day took over from the Bloodline when the Bloodline had their whole implosion. Yeah. So you just kind of keep that ball 
rolling, as it were. Um, so yeah, a good match. And Ray wins. And speaking of the Judgment Day, at least Finn Balor and Damian Priest, they took on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship in a Steel City Street Fight. Everybody and their brother, except for Rhea. No, wait, Rhea did get involved. Everybody in Judgment Day did get involved in this. This was awesome. All of them. This was awesome. People blame. Kevin got, yeah, Kevin's face. Good lord. Ke- yeah, they did that. They had the um the moment where they became hockey players, which was Oh, cool. that was hilarious. That and they was... chased Dominic yeah. with the hockey sticks and then beat him down. Yeah, that was really cool. This Dominic a... sold that so well. This was an awesome fight. This was a they came into it um in the way they needed to. It was Kevin and Sammy looking for a fight, Damian Finn trying to find him off. You had JD get involved, you had Dominic get involved. And then Rhea. Rhea came in with a big spear to Kevin, I believe it was. Oh, Rhea putting Kevin through the barricade was awesome. That was awesome. But yeah, they brawled all around the building. Every Everyone got their stuff in. You had some great close moments. This was the most exciting match on the show. I enjoyed this immensely. It was a lot of fun. There were a lot of shenanigans. I, I couldn't... I couldn't say anything more. We had Kevin take a dive off the off the um the barricade in yeah. the audience over the like over one of the tunnels. He did that whole spot, <laughs> and it looked like Kevin was honestly having a shit ton of fun. As he rightfully so should be. I mean, oh, totally. But yeah, it's just it's like, oh, okay, all right. This is they're they're going to have fun in this, and they did, um, and they did. Um, and yes, as I predicted on Thursday correctly tag team titles heal all wounds damien and finn pick up their victory and damien makes history as the first person to hold both sets of tag titles and be senior mr money in the bank so finn's grand slam champion now and finn's a grand slam champion now so history was made by the judgment day on this night so congratulations to them we'll see where the story goes and staying on the Judgment Day train, Rhea Ripley took no, on Raquel. Before, no, we got we got something before that. Well, Wikipedia doesn't have that. Well, we got something before that because it's a Grayson Waller effect with Cody right. Ro- with Cody Rhodes as a special guest, and they talked all about the tropes and everything, and how the you know you're you're new here and you're gonna, all these talk show sets. We're gonna fight and all these things, and ends up with me hitting you with my finish and all the things and Waller and then. Roller said, "We I wanted to fight in front of these beautiful trees, but he gave me, Cody is on the show, and Waller's giving him that round. But he had, he had you know some a scoop he had to deliver. Um, Cody asked if, if Waller watches SmackDown. Like, yeah, I watch my own stuff. I don't watch anyone else's stuff. He said a right needed to be a wrong needed to be righted. Cody said he cashed in whatever political chips he has and added that he hoped he knew what he was doing because he brought a new man to the Raw roster." Jey Uso, main event Jey Uso, is now a member of Monday Night Raw, as we talked about on Monday. Waller basically ate a super kick. Cody and, and Jay celebrate it. I like that on Raw. They meant there was a line about um, Cody being an EVP, EVP elsewhere. He must know what he's doing. I thought that was clever. Um, yeah, this was a little good segment. I was surprised they were bringing in Jay as on Raw, but here we are. I think it's good for him to be split from the bloodline. Oh, yeah. And we'll see what he can do as a singles because obviously we've already kind of gotten a hint of it it's very very good um but yeah again my only issue with them bringing jay to raw is jay walked out on smackdown so you shouldn't have to be like oh well everybody hates you 
Because somebody has to go to SmackDown, because you're here on Raw. No, dude, just, like, go in the locker room. Hey, does anybody want to work Fridays? Does anybody prefer Fridays to Mondays? We'll pay you. We'll give you a bonus. We'll incentivize you to go to Friday. Like, there is there is an adult way, and I've said this phrase way the fuck too much about wrestling lately. There is an adult way to handle this. Just saying. Like, we all don't have to act like children. It's wrestling. be adults. Everyone acts like a child. I know. I know that. I know. Nothing has proven that more than the last week. But there is an adult way, at least in storyline, that this could be handled. Yeah, well, we'll see. I know being an adult is overrated. Trust me, nobody believes that more than me. But in certain situations, it's just, it's just simpler to just do that. Um, but now can we talk about Rhea and Raquel? Yes. This was too big. Beefy women slapping titty. I don't know if that works either. I don't know. I tried. Sorry. There was a lot of meat references as well this weekend. So, you know, and it sounds weird to say two big beefy women slapping meat. Anyway, this is good. This is good. This wasn't the this wasn't the banger that I expected this to be, but this was still very, very good. I think there was some awkwardness in this. But God, they just went to town on each other. This was another prove yourself type of match where you had Raquel, who doesn't work long matches, had him work a longer match than he's used to, and has been out of the ring um, for a minute, selling injuries and whatnot, and not really working as much. And Rhea's off and on with her schedule because she's a little bit banged up as well. Because um, her knee gear was out once in a while, so that's a thing. Um, Lions score. Nice. Um, oh my god, are the Lions going to beat Kansas City? Are we going to see really how good Patrick Mahomes is now making a comeback? That they're down? The great Patrick Mahomes has to make a comeback? <laughs> anyway, besides the point. Yeah, Rhea retained. It was solid. It was, again, Raquel had a, had something to prove that she could work a main event type match because we know Rhea can. So it was Raquel's second opportunity this year to do so. She had one with, with um, Ronda on SmackDown that was really good. This was good. Not as good as that one. And she probably had better performances with someone who's not as big as Rhea, because it's two big, beefy women slapping titty, as you said. Um, I enjoyed it. Dominic got involved. You know, distractions help you you pull out the win. It's fine. It was fine. It was good. I mean, Rhea picks up the victory. She remained champion. But it's something that, yeah, this, this was, again, a proving ground for Raquel, because, in theory, she is your next champion after Rhea. At least that's how they're setting that up. Um, so... It, it's a curious thing to sit there and be like, oh, okay, you know, let's see how this goes. Let's see how she's going to carry as champion. Because from what I remember about Raquel's NXT run as champion, and granted, she got she became champion at the wrong, like the worst time possible in NXT. She was champion during the transition period, um, and like that transition just kind of sort of like killed all of her momentum and everything that she had going on then. So. It's kind of, can can they rebuild the momentum for her and get that cooking for her so that way, eventually, if she does take down Rhea, we'll all be very excited about it. I don't know. Um, I think the one thing, my one issue with Raquel is it's somewhat hard to get behind her in the same way that we all got behind Rhea and some of the others. Because there's just, there's not a lot I feel like to get behind, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I like Raquel. I think Raquel's good. I think she's fun. But I think it's, like, at least on a personality, she's a backshot. 
And that's all I got on her personality. She's like the big chick that goes around with the little chick. Like, live. Like, that's sort of what they've given me for her personality. And that's it. Because she doesn't necessarily cut a lot of promos. You don't really get to know her very well. It's just, that's that's kind of all she is. So if they could, like, get, like, basically get people behind her and, like, give us a taste of her personality and really who she is, I think that could go a long way. Yeah. Like, a really, really, really long way. Um, Or they could keep it on Rhea until Mania and face Becky. They could. I don't know if they want to, though. I think I, I think that's a good Mania match, though. That's a fantastic Mania match. I would not be opposed to that. But it all depends on how long, because they're kind of sort of in this period of really long title reigns. And you need to have at least some of the titles move. Like, that's the problem, because some of them are just very, very stagnant right now. So you have, like, the IC title. You have, um, obviously, the World Heavyweight Championship with Roman, or the UU title. Um, and you, then you have Seth's title. You don't know how long he's going to hold it. And with Rhea, it's like, do you really want to have pretty much all those titles locked up except for the U.S. and the tag? I mean, with Io just getting hers, that can flip-flop a little bit. You you can, even if she were to lose it, she can get it back right before Mania, but I think she keeps it through to Mania, because right now Judgment Day is the hottest act they got. Oh yeah, no, she's not losing it anytime soon. No, 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 it's not going to be like a next pay-per-view thing, but just, it's, I don't know, to make it interesting if it makes sense to like, um, do that. We'll see. We'll see. And, last but not least, in your main event God, was it good. Seth freaking Rollins takes on Shinsuke Nakamura. We're going to get this again, and I'm very happy about it. They were working the backstory throughout the match. It was good. I thought it was lacking a little bit at, by the end of the match, but it was good. Enjoyable. They didn't quite go into third gear. They got really, really, really close, but they just didn't didn't go. Because they were selling an injury. If they weren't selling an injury, I think they could have been a little bit better. But I think, all in all, it was a good match. It went long. It was, like, I think the longest match on the show, or second longest, something like that. And Seth retained. It is what it was. It, it was the main event. Seth and Nakamura. People complained, you know, sometimes about seeing... You want Rollins in the main event, you got him with Nakamura. I thought they delivered the main event they needed to. And yeah, so they're still your world heavyweight champion. And we're continuing on with this. We're going to get it again. And this time Ricochet will be involved. Possibly. We'll have to see. We will, in fact, have to see. But that does it for pay. Now let's go. Now let's go through the pick'em The intern has a job to do. We're just sending pick'em results. And guess what, chat? He didn't. He's had days to do this. Days. And well. Here he has we, one job. Here, he has literally one job. Here we here we sit. With no pick'em. No pick'em results. But that's I mean show. to be to be fair, he's been distracted. He's been doing other things. It's a spreadsheet. He could have had it finished when this by the end of the show on Saturday. I'll let you lecture him. How about that? That was his lecture. Anyway, we're done. We're done. So you got stuff to plug. So plug away. Saturday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Fortnite with friends, followed by CB Radio, CBRadioLive.com, GreaterThanGreatDebate.com. Sunday nights, WTR, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. They're going to be talking about CM Punk and more. Monday nights, we're all posted at 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back next Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, to talk mostly, probably, about the WWE merger. We'll give you all the details and whatever news breaks in between now and then. It's Rack Radio Show on all social media platforms and wherever you get a podcast. Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google, uh, Apple, just search The Rack Reader Show. Chat, if you have Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangular button below the screen. It is also sub which means subs are 20% off for one month, 25 for three. And if you go all six months, 
30% off. Save some money. Subscribe in September. If you have chat, you can use credit card RocketSock or... Lins M. Moore. In the Fortnite item shop. Grab a game store. Why? Because we are hashtag epic partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lensboard, L-E-S-W-D. You can follow me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Lensboard. Where I stream Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail. We have worked our way through Fontaine. We are on the road to 4.1. There is going to be lots of screaming about 4.1 in probably about a week. So tune in for that. Um, but in the meantime, we are working our way through Honkai Star Rail and starting to catch up on the story there and where we sort of left off. Um, so... If you want to come watch me stream that content, or just came, come hang out, or just chit-chat, or whatever, twitch.tv slash lensward. Follow me on Twitter, at lensward. You can follow me over on YouTube, youtube.com slash atsimalensward. Use the creator code, do the thing, and while you're on YouTube liking, subscribing, and ringing bells, and do all in those, you can follow MBG Films, youtube.com slash mbg1211. Good buddy, Matt. Um, and do, do all that, and enjoy his content. So with that, we're going to go. He's Rock, I'm Lindsay, and you've been listening to Rock right here on MalltalkRadio.com, and we'll see you later. Bye! MalltalkRadio.com